Welcome to the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. I am your host, Jen Bogaiski, where I will take you on a deep dive into your own life so that hidden, hurting parts of your soul can be healed. This is a podcast about love, sex, pleasure, and relationships. You will learn how to feel safe, to truly love and connect with your body, surrender to the desires and hungers of your soul, and step into the beautiful, sensual, feminine, sexy, and powerful woman you were created to be. I believe deeply in my soul that sexuality is the missing key in personal growth and development. It is time to toss away all of the nonsense you have been taught about these taboo topics and heal your relationship to your sexuality. You can eliminate shame and guilt, own your sexy confidence, feel incredible in your skin, embrace the depths of exquisite pleasure and have the deeply connected relationships you truly desire. Grab your cozy socks, pour yourself a glass of wine, get comfy, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Sensual Feminine Life podcast. And today I want to talk about the word performance. And the first thing I want to do is give a little bit of an overview from my dance performance showcase last weekend. And I am super thrilled and excited to have performed on stage to do this amazing number. And for those of you that have been following and are waiting to see the video, I want to assure you that the video is coming. Um, there were some random videos from the audience, but um, I'm waiting for the official video that is coming that is the full production proof. And I am going to be having some watch parties so that we can watch the performance all together. I know there were so, so many people that said, we're following your dance journey. Like we are just in awe of what you are doing and you're dancing and we want to see the video. So stay tuned because there will be a date in August where there will be an in-person viewing. Um, I will also have a couple of virtual viewings as well. So if you are a listener who is not local, do not worry. <laughs> you will be able to view the dance performance upcoming soon. So stay tuned for exciting news on that. But what I want to talk a little bit more about is when I walked off stage and I reflected the next day, one of the things that showed up for me was my love of performing. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I knew, but yet at the same time, I didn't know. Um... I have been a singer since I was a wee little girl. I've always wanted to sing. I love dancing. I love speaking. I love being on stage. And what's interesting is I actually haven't really been on stage to perform 
in years. Now, two years ago, I actually did a dance showcase for Fred Astaire and it was the year of COVID. So it was kind of a little bit crazy. And even though I did a dance performance, I performed on stage, but there was no audience. So it's a different kind of experience when you dance on stage and you perform when no one is watching versus when you actually have an audience of people watching you. And so this was the first time I had actually been on stage performing probably since I was in high school. Um, I've always been a cantor and I've sang in front of people, but to actually be on stage and singing and dancing, right? It's a total different experience. And it really made me think about the word performance. If any of you have followed me for years, I am really big on words, especially one word. And the way that we interpret that word, the meaning that we actually put into that word. And I think that there was a part of me that shies away from the word performance. It's like, yes, I say that I am a multi-passionate performer. And yet at the same time, I also say I don't do it for the performance. And it really made me think back to, let's go back to the definition of what performance is, right? So I think back to being a kid and my parents had high expectations of me performing. Now, not on a stage in regards to singing, dancing, acting, speaking, whatever, but performing in doing a good job, like executing my job well, doing my studies well, exceeding expectations, like being a solid performer. I think back to what did we call report cards? They were performance reviews. So there is this expectation and meaning around the word performance and what it really means and having these high expectations around being a good and solid performer. I mean, even in our day jobs, um, we actually have performance reviews, right? Whether they are semi-annual or annual, typically, right? You will actually have a performance review where most people, what I've seen is you write out your own analysis of your performance against your goals and then your supervisor then you know adds additional thoughts and comments to that performance review and it really made me look at this whole performance word in a different way and i think that there's a part of me that has always longed for and desired to be a performer. And yet at the same time, I didn't want my performing to be about performance, right? I didn't want it to be about the fact that 
I'm up on stage singing, speaking, acting, whatever, because I need the accolades from all of the people in the audience, right? I need to be able to have this validation from hundreds or thousands of people on how great Jen is. And that's not how I view it. So I looked at another definition of performance, right? If I think of someone who's performing, right, there's drama. And there are many people who I know, you probably know some too, that um, you may refer to as drama queens. <laughs> you ever seen someone who takes a situation and creates drama around it? It is like a storytelling performance. And they can tend to be really good at creating the drama to seek attention. And for me, this is personally a trigger of mine. And I don't know if anybody else you know, feels the same way, but when there is someone who shows up as a drama queen in my life, right? Especially if it's someone who's close to me, who is not asking for what they want, right? They are playing victim. They're creating drama because they want attention. Now, here's the thing. These people, they're not consciously thinking, I'm creating drama so that I get attention. It is a subconscious pattern that comes to play, but they become really, really good at creating drama, doing this storytelling, and then creating this opportunity so they get all of this attention um, based on this dramatic performance. And when I look at that, I think, geez, man, that is like attention seeking. It's victimy, it's attention seeking. It's performing. So here I've just looked at two different ways of looking at performance. One is executing, doing a really good job, but then being evaluated based on your performance, right? Then there is this being dramatic, creating this storytelling for seeking and needing that attention and validation because they don't know any other way to get it, right? There's someone who may not be fully in their power, not know how to ask for what they need or what they want. So it's so much easier to create drama and play victim and tell the story than to stand up and take ownership and responsibility for your life. And then I started really reflecting on this performance for me and being on stage. And I was a little nervous, but not super butterflies in the stomach, right? Like, I think I was more excited to be on stage. And what I think I realized is that there is this thrill, this rush of energy when I'm able to be on stage and perform. And it's kind of like I no longer have a care in the world. 
it's like it allows me to be in the moment, in the music, in the moment, with the moves of the dance, with my partner, fully present. And what I love about that is it puts me in a place of putting all fear aside. It's almost kind of like if I had a fear of something, no matter what it might be. When I get on stage, when I sing, when I dance, when I speak, when I perform, I am in the moment. I am present. I'm not thinking about the past or the future, right? I'm not having anxiety about the past and I'm not worrying about the future. I'm not worrying about the outcome. That's what's fascinating about it. Being on stage for me is being present in each and every moment. And it allows me to embrace feeling in the moment. It's not about getting it right or doing it right or about the accolades that I may or may not get afterwards. It's enjoying being in the present moment. And it's interesting as I'm talking about this, when I was in Costa Rica, and I was at Mama Gina's retreat. I had the opportunity to sing one of the songs I wrote. And of course, I was a little nervous, but I was excited, right? And I wasn't on stage, but I was performing in front of about 50 women. And I remember that same exhilaration, that same rush that same confidence and presence and enthusiasm and that energy of being in the moment, singing this amazing song that I wrote and being present with it all. And I remember the women cheering and chanting, like hooting and hollering, right? It was like, uh, my songs are acapella, so there's no like... Um, music notes behind it, but they could feel the beat. They could feel my energy and the excitement. And I was able to get into the audience and I was able to look people in the eye as I was doing this. I didn't practice this. I just allowed myself to be in the present moment and enjoy. And that same thing happened for me on the dance floor, on stage. And I couldn't see anybody in the eye because they have lots of lights, right? And there's all of these people in the audience. But I did hear a few people say, yeah, go, John, <laughs> which was kind of cool, right? But it was that energy, that thrill, that excitement of just being in the moment that I crave. And I was talking with a very dear friend 
a um, few days after the performance. And she said, do you know how awesome it was that you got up there and performed? Do you know how many people are afraid of doing that? Like one of the biggest fears that people have is speaking in public, being on stage, being in front of people. And you not only got up on stage, you danced, which so many women would love to be able to do that, but they would be too afraid to do that. And not only did you do that, you wore a silver skin-tight bodysuit on stage. Now, you guys all know I talk about body image all of the time. Yes, over the last six months or so, I've lost 40 pounds, and it has been phenomenal. And I look and feel great. Am I a size six? No. Right? Like, I'm not looking like a supermodel on stage. But I don't care. That's not what it's about. It's about loving myself and who I am as all of me. So being on stage in this skin tight silver bodysuit, that's kind of metallic, right? With the lights and the dancing and the men made a huge statement about modeling permission for women to lead by authority, to stand in this energy of mind and to be that example of bravery, of courage, of self-expression. Not just for me, but for others. Because when I think about the thrill for me of being on stage, it's twofold. One, I just love being in the moment for me. Experiencing the fullness of the moment. It's almost kind of like Layla Martin, one of my um, mentors. She is a... Tantra and love, sex, and relationship expert. I'm actually in her certification program right now, which is so flipping amazing. I can't wait to share more of that with you in uh, in your lives. If you join any of my programs or do any future work with me, um, but what she says is, sex is the active form of meditation, and meditation is the still form of sex. And I believe the reason that she says this is because you're present in the moment in both of those activities. When you are in meditation and you're in the moment, you're present. Those that are thinking about it and worried about the outcome have a problem doing it. You're worried about performance. You're worried about the outcome. Same thing with sex. There are so many women that I know that are like, I can't get these thoughts out of my head. I want to do it right. I want to have an orgasm. I want to perform, right? I want him to feel good that he's pleasured me, so on and so forth. And when the goal is 
the outcome, the performance is the outcome. That's when we lose the present moment. That's when we lose the juice of the energy and the experience of that activity, whether it be meditation, whether it be sex, or whether it be performing. Because that's the same exact feeling that I got being on stage. It wasn't about doing the moves right. I made a few mistakes on stage. Nobody knows. And if they did, who cares? doesn't matter. It was about being in the moment. And it's one of the things that I teach in my programs is about surrender. Like, I think one of the reasons that we struggle as women of being open to receive is because we are so focused on the performance. We are so focused on the outcome. And I would like to encourage you to be in love with the performing, being in love with the activity of whatever it is you are doing in the moment. Whether you are in the moment meditating, whether you are in the moment of physical, sexual, amazing intimacy with your partner, whether you are on stage speaking, singing, dancing, or whatever else it is that you love to do. You may be good at some other sport. You may be good in the garden. You may be good at some other activity. We put so much focus on being the best and on getting to the outcome. And the way to live and the way to truly experience life is to experience the pleasure in the moment. We are a pleasure deficient society. We're focused on the outcome. We're focused on the goal. We are not focused on the journey. We are not focused on the experience every single moment. And this is what I want for all of you. For all of you listeners out there, if you are overachievers, if you are overperformers, then this is something you need to hear. Because what I do, I help teach you how to learn to be in the present moment for all of your experiences. Now, I will tell you, I am not perfect. <laughs> there are times I get in my head and that's okay, right? That's life. But when you have the right tools that teach you how to get back into pleasure, how to get back into present moment, that is when true miracles happen. So if you have been open to hearing anything that I said here today and want to dive deeper, I invite you to reach out. 
for a free consultation. It's not going to cost you anything, and it could be one of the best decisions that you have made in your life. Because when you learn how to ask for what you want instead of playing victim, and when you learn how to embrace your turn on, embrace your pleasure, and embrace your aliveness, you will see the world shift all around you. Thank you so much for listening to the Sensual Feminine Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Begeiske. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss future episodes. And leave a review to help reach other passionate women like you know they are not alone in this journey to experiencing thriving relationships, exquisite pleasure, and sexy confidence. If you have felt a calling to take this work to a deeper level, this is your sacred invitation to join my free Facebook group, Essential Feminine Life, or schedule a heart-to-heart with me to learn more about how you can take this work to the next level and say yes to your pleasure and your desire.